how his country needs him here. Cristiano Ronaldo, yes! Oh, yes! Nani. Rooney! Oh, wonderful! What a goal! And what a time! In what a place! What a play! Wayne Rooney out of this world! Comes out to Essien! Oh, my goodness. What an unbelievable strike. It's Freddie Youngberg again, pushed out by Bartes. Wilson! Arsenal have scored yet again in the Premiership, and this could be the most crucial goal of all. The full-time whistle! It's glory, glory, Tottenham Hotspur! What's up guys, welcome back to Pace and Power Podcast, I'm your host Ed Dowling, with today is Pat, who I believe is a uh, very happy man, is that so? Yeah, I'd say so, I'd say so, um, quite nervy still, it's been a bit of a stressful day at Barclays, but um, yeah, nothing to, nothing to complain about. Yeah, no, same, I mean, um, we're of course talking about the Premier League as it is, uh, I'm sorry for the, <laughs> the months, is it months? Month and a half of, of no be, pace and power. Might be months for me, but uh, you know we're all we're all grown ups now. We all got we all got stuff on, you know. Yeah, we, we all got stuff to do. I mean, we were going to release an episode, I believe, last week or the week before, um, but unfortunately, I I me personally, I was uh, slagging off Cristiano Ronaldo so bad that I felt bad <laughs> to release an episode because his unfortunately his I think it was his son. His newborn yeah. son died, and I thought it's just not not just not, not, the, not the time for this. Yeah. Stink watch, stink watch <laughs> one thing, but you know it was abuse to another level. So maybe the world will never see that episode of me and Hammerson, where uh, it's unbridled hatred. I'm not a lie, it wasn't appropriate. <laughs> it wasn't appropriate. But we'll forget about that this week. I thought we'd do a little a little Premier League piece. Obviously, everything we do is a Premier League piece, but I think about it today. And um, this may cause some controversy, which should be good. Um, but I was, I'll put it to you now, Pat, as, as a blanket statement. Is this one of the best Premier League seasons of all time that we are currently in right now? In my, in my lifetime as a football watching fan, I think so. Yeah, um, mm. it's, it's had everything, to be honest. I, I think there are maybe slightly less, I don't know how you feel about this, but slightly less individual moments or individual games that really really stand out to me but in terms of the ongoing narratives and ongoing sort of storylines i think uh it's really it's really ticked a lot of boxes mm. i think so. i could definitely think i, think I could so. definitely think of seasons better like um obviously the leicester season while from a quality perspective was definitely worse like narratively nothing will be that obviously the uh aguero aguero season that will probably never get topped um because that had like i can't remember what the top four situation was then i think that was back when to correct me if i'm wrong but i think that was back when arsenal just had number like four spot on lock every single season and there was never mm. any drama in that yes. regard yeah, yeah but yeah. um the like obviously the relegation fight then went down to the last literally the last day as well uh, as well as the title um but this season's got like both of those and then also the top four drama as well which yeah it's it's, it's really kept the season engaging to the last minute where it's like Last season, gee, terrible season, terrible. I don't remember anything? Covid, t- t- covid season, covid season. Yeah, top four. Last season, top four was still to play for. 
but the league was like long since wrapped up. Um, pretty sure relegation was more or less sorted then as well. Um, mm. Yeah, very boring in comparison. Yeah, I just think, and I think that that blanket statement of, oh, this is the best Premier League season in, in a long time or ever, most people, and probably me before today, would be like, what, are you, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> um, but let's consider it. Let's consider it from an objective point of view. The title race is as close as it's been in years. Um, probably since the last time City, was the last time City won where Liverpool were on, on their case to the very last day. So that's um, still there. Yeah, that was the one. Wasn't that the one they were, they were both touching like high 90s in terms of points? Since you're playing Brighton, I think Liverpool playing Palace. I think Liverpool lost anyway. Um, but it went down to the last day. So that was exciting. But typically, because of the title race and how it is in the Premier League at the moment, it is just between Liverpool and City, to be honest. Yeah. And it's not, it, whilst it's interesting and the games are good, it's just those two, basically. So there's that. Yeah, che- there's that Chelsea, still Chelsea fans will pretend. Over. Chelsea fans will pretend they're still in that conversation, but just way off. They're in quite a different conversation, <laughs> I think, as of this week. Then you've got probably one of the better top four races, I think, in recent memory, um, especially given that the, the primary contenders are are each other's biggest rivals within the league, which is always nice to see that from an objective standpoint. And it's horrible, I'm sure, for you, as it is for me, yeah. every week being on tenterhooks. That's whether we'll be Champions League or Europe, Europa League next season. And then you've got, you know, Man United. Man United, I mean, I checked the table today in preparation for this episode. We are six points clear of Man United with a game in hand. They're out. They're out of the race. They need just, to be more it's worried. It's just Arsenal and Tottenham. Yeah, they need to be more worried about the, the Newcastles of the world at this point. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I saw... Wolves I mean, gaining on them. Wolves. <laughs> New, Newcastle, obviously, yeah, like they were 20th in December. And um, yeah, now touching touching the European conversation doesn't mm. they'll get Europe but um and I it won't be the case for Spurs yet but Arsenal as of today uh officially secured Europa League at the very least so we don't have oh, to worry wow. about about conference BS mm. but then yeah exactly like moving on to Europe for example um I'd say you've got Arsenal and Tottenham vying for Champions League spot I think you've got Chelsea now I think it'd be very unlikely for Chelsea to fall out of top four entirely but the fallout of third yeah. is not imp- not implausible. There could be a reality where Arsenal get third and Spurs get fourth and Chelsea get fifth. I'd love um, that. I'd I'd actually really really like that. <laughs> but um, as I've said before, well, I haven't actually said it before on the podcast, but I believe this is a separate episode entirely. <laughs> Chelsea are so anti anti any kind of narrative. Uh, they quash it in, in whatever way they can. For example, and we can talk about it today with uh, Everton beating Chelsea today in the relegation scrap. Um. The relegation, the relegation battle was so interesting at the moment. Yeah, um, that's for me. That's always the most interesting bit of it because there's so much jeopardy on the line. Whereas if Liverpool don't win the league, it's okay, fine. You don't win it. We don't win another title. But this is like it's like everything. If these clubs go down, if Everton go down, the stakes never been higher. Yeah, and it's so and close. Four, I don't that's... know if you've seen the table. Like it's mental. It's mental down. Yeah, there. yeah. Um, I think it's it's technically down the bottom. Is is within. I think it's in Everton's hands, isn't it? They uh, they've got a game in hand on Burnley, I believe. Um, but yeah, Burnley Burnley versus Everton is is turning into a real slugfest. I'm loving it. Um, but where, where should it we is, start in terms of in terms of these three? Let's, let's really get into them. Instead of these three different yeah. sort of let's start let's start with the title race. 
Not because I, I personally find it the least interesting. I, I understand why that's not maybe most people wouldn't think like that. Um, but I, I just think we've seen it before in terms of the dynamics at play. And because these teams don't need to play each other anymore. I don't know. And personally, I don't know. I don't know how you feel, but to, to say, give an outright claim or an outright judgment at this stage to who's going to win. Um, I think it just will be Manchester City. I think yeah. they just will win every single one of their games. And if they do, if they do win every single one of their games, 16 points, they finish on 99 points the season. Okay, so they can't be another Centurions thing. No, no, they yeah. cannot. They cannot be. Be ninety eight, which would be fairly gutting to not win the league with ninety eight points. <laughs> not gonna lie. Um, but it just goes to show how clear that like, they're so clear of everyone else. Um, yeah. And Chelsea, for for the longest time, I thought were in that sort of middling ground between the likes of us and the likes of the uh, likes of City and Liverpool. But they're being dragged. Out they're being dragged. Into Turns out they're being dragged into much it. more towards the bottom of that that gap. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I think I you know I said it. I said it a while ago in our group chat, and Hammerson got uh, got very very wound up about it. About I said that um, Chelsea, you were absolutely miles off Liverpool and City still, and he wasn't having any of it. Um, I think if I asked him the same question today, he'd probably have changed his mind. But he was basically thinking that they'd been unlucky this season, and they're still. But last season they finished fourth. They weren't close to those two. They won. They won the Champions League, but being a good cup side and being a yeah, like a you know, league league heavyweight, two very different things. And Chelsea haven't really challenged in the league for a good four or five years now. Um, mm. So I don't know. They're I, seventeen I'm, points off City. Like I, I'm not going to have it. They're three points off Arsenal. They're seventeen points off City. And they're, yeah. okay, they're sixteen points off Liverpool. Like you're you're with us. You're with yeah, us you're, you're, yeah, whether you want it or not. You're with it's us. What the numbers say, yeah, it's what the numbers say. And <laughs> you know, they could talk about how they've had a lot of injuries this season, but everyone has. Arsenal have had loads of injuries this season. Um, Spurs actually haven't. I think for the most part, even well, we quite, haven't. No, we've got no excuse. Quite fortunate. <laughs> we had a managerial injury in Nuno. Nuno's <laughs> 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 But okay, if from this stage, then I guess how how do we want to structure this? Um, where do you see this title race going? Truth be told, what would I'm, you I'm like to you. happen, and what would you, what would you, what do you think is going to happen? What do you like? What would you like to happen? Uh, yeah, two di- two different things. Um, you know, I'm I'm quite a, I think I'm quite an outspoken non fan of Man City specifically. I I find them boring to watch from an entertainment point of view, and obviously, you know, the whole project, the whole nature of it, I just don't agree with. Um, and and yeah, I think you know if if I found them really fun to watch, maybe that would be one thing. But just, there's there's no feeling that City gives me. The culture of the club is pretty irrelevant. There's you know nothing really memorable about. They don't have that many memorable kits. They don't have that many you know their fan base isn't particularly vocal. And I'm yeah you know, I'm aware that the local City fans are are good fans and everything. And it doesn't make me feel anything. Whereas Liverpool. I got a lot of cool stuff, got a lot of history. Um uh yeah, I love Anfield. Um I think I, I think Liverpool are a much more exciting team. Um and obviously, yeah, just the fact they're you know non-oil state. But I, I think they're just more a case of and City are a well-run club, but I think I think Liverpool are an exceptionally well-run club uh to mm. be competing with a team that can spend the amount of money that City can. Um having done so for five years or so. I, I don't mind Liverpool. Um for the most part, uh, I hate when they play us because they always have it in for us. But uh, yeah, so I want them to win. But I genuinely, at this point, I think it's 
sort of one in ten kind of chance for them to do it. I, I really mm. do think it's cities to lose at this point. Well, it literally is. Yeah, no, it is. It is. I don't know how I feel about City, to be honest. I know I, I do hate them. No, I don't hate them. I hate the idea of them. However, I like their team. I thought what really swung me round to this idea was the Champions League last week against Real Madrid. Um, and I'd I'd happily say, and I know recency bias is, is is very real. That's one of the best games I've ever watched, Champions yeah. League or otherwise, in terms of pure quality, the 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 level of football you were seeing out there. Um, it wouldn't have been possible had City not done what they've done, um, which is an argument, you know, there's a separate argument that suggests that that's not the point. But um, it's just why them? Why did it have to have them to such a club that is, you know, there's nothing, it's like Southampton. Yeah. I don't hate Southampton. I, I don't, and it's like City fans, I feel sorry for the hardcore, you know, it was Main Road, I think, wasn't it before the Etihad? Yeah. Upper hardcore fans that are like we've always supported City, and I don't feel sorry for them in the sense of like you know they've got unbridled success. That I I can only dream of, but um, I feel sorry for them in the sense that you're getting lumped in with all this other BS. Plastics, that's just yeah. how it is, and tough tough luck. You, you know, fuck fuck you, basically. Not not be able to um, like a thing, not be able to fill your stadium in a in like a Champions League semi final. It's just mm-hmm. shocking. There's a number of things that I found very shocking about that. I mean, Gail does think watch a bit later, but um. There was two things that really stood out to me in that Champions League game. The first of all, the game was, was magnificent, was was the peak of football. Um, one thing that I'm sure you're aware of was the uh, the photo of the City fans after Benzema had scored that Penenka. And um, every single person in this shot, Benzema runs to the fans to celebrate. Um, every single one is taking photos. Not one of them mm. is being nasty. Not one of them is booing. Not one of them is making disgusting <laughs> gestures. Like it should be. Throwing stuff. Throwing stuff. I mean, did you see the Leeds game yesterday, for example? Yeah, stuff. Oh, yeah, you were there with me. <laughs> I was physically with you, yeah. But um, <laughs> anyway. But then that, so that, that extraordinarily game's gone. And um, I don't know if you noticed this, but in the game, the City goal announcer. Um, oh, he tries, tries to do a thing. Imitate, yeah, yeah, yeah. He tries <laughs> to imitate exactly. Yeah, I'm glad you noticed it. The, uh, the Napoli thing where they, uh, they chant the name of the goal scorer. And it's very. It's a very continental thing, and I don't. Yeah. I don't, in, in principle, I think it's great. Don't don't do it though. Don't, if you're, don't force if you're an English it. club, do yeah. not do it. If especially when I know what you're trying to do, it does. It's not a good look. It's not a good look. But yeah, to conclude my my point on the title race, I do think City will win. I think they're the best league winning side. There, I'd argue they're the best league winning side there's ever been in the league. Um, yeah, they're just a just a machine, aren't they? Because like even even Fergie's United, um, I, I don't think Fergie's United had. No, they definitely did have such a concentrated period of dominance, but like unarguably, the standard of the league is higher now. Um, and like the, the the worst clubs in the league are much better than they were back then. Mm. Uh, and even Fergie, you know, it was, it was normally like they'd win two, and then sort of go a few years without, and then get up until like the sort of Ronaldo Ronaldo glory days. Um, I think Pep's Pep City are, yeah, you're right. They're just a league winning machine. They've got the squad perfectly set up enough profiles in every position. Like the style of play is so suffocating that most teams just will just give up pretty much. And that's how they end up getting so many sort of five nil batterings against worse teams. Um, yeah. I mean, you could see, you could definitely see this city team going on a, like an invincible season um 
I don't think it will happen mm. um, personally because I don't think that will happen again. But uh, yeah, I, I think they'll do it. I think you know, and there's, there's every chance to do it again next season. That's the thing. Like Liverpool can't afford to have a summer where they really get it wrong in terms of transfers. Like Pep, Pep's, like the, you know, Nathan Ake. You know, he scored he scored yesterday, but Nathan Ake has signed for forty million. He's played a handful of times. And that's like not a not a problem. It's it's not a worry for them. That can happen, and it's just fine. Um, so yeah, it just means that they they've got. And I know this the squad isn't actually technically crazy deep, but pretty much every player they have can play multiple positions to a world class standard. It's only really left back that they've not got an obvious profile, and that's because their left back is in prison for you know deviant deviant times. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, so whereas Liverpool, you just feel, and it happened last season, Liverpool, a couple of injuries, really looking scary. Um, mm-hmm. And I think they've, I think they've actually addressed that a bit. Like they've got, at the moment, Liverpool have, Liverpool definitely have the best attacking selection in the world right now. They've got five, arguably five, like world-class attackers. Um, and apart from maybe a couple, a bit in midfield, they've you know, got, got great depth in every position, but, yeah, like City, you know, you look at the fixtures they've got left, where do they drop points? They just don't. And as also, like, I know that Liverpool have to play you, and I think they I think they will beat you uh, at Anfield because yeah, they, 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 tend, they tend to. Um, and thank fucking God that City, uh, Liverpool have something to play for, and there's no reason to field a weakened team against you. They will go for you, and I think they'll beat you by a few goals. Mm. No, I think they will. I don't, I don't know. Like, that, that fixture's a tricky one because... If we were playing, I think if it was at home, I really would fancy us, to be fair. I really would, just because of the, the legacy on the line vibes. But at Anfield, we've already got an extremely poor record. I think I've seen us win there like once in my life. Um, it's not a good hunting ground for us. So unless we pull something really out of the bag, that, in many Spurs fans' eyes, it's Arsenal. And this leads us quite nicely on to uh, good segue. top four race. Um Arsenal will need to lose An or drop game. points in. Well, no, they need to. They don't need to lose. They need to drop point, not win. We need to beat Arsenal. So Spurs need to win all their games. Um, and Arsenal need to drop points in one game for us to get top four, as it stands right now. Yeah. Um, it's just not looking especially likely in the top four race right now, and it, it's flip flopped every week. To be fair, two weeks ago. If we recorded an episode, we would have said Spurs are in Spurs are in the lead. Arsenal have finished. You know, Arsenal have come off the back of three straight defeats. We'd won three straight games. And then just classic top four race BS, top four race shenanigans. Um Arsenal win against Chelsea, Man United, and West Ham. <laughs> Brighton and Brent. We draw against Brentford. Um but this is interesting. This is one thing, one point I wanted to make actually. Um, over this period of time, I believe that Brighton and Crystal Palace at this point in time are more difficult fixtures than Manchester United and West Ham. I, I th- it does depend on the context. For instance, Crystal Palace, when they're playing away from home, is a very different story because I think they're very much carried by atmosphere, carried by passion. Um, Selhurst Park is great for that. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, you can't argue that Brighton don't have a more coherent style of play than, than United. United 
I mean, there's there's nothing, there's no connections between the team. There's there's no plan. It, it really is sort of if Ronaldo scores a few goals, we might win, and if he doesn't, we won't. The the quality of the defense and the midfield, especially, wo- woeful. Um, I'd rather play United right now. In fact, and I can I can uh, exemplify this by the way I felt before the respective games. I uh, I was thought we'd beat Crystal Palace. Um, I, I I knew we'd lose to Brighton. I was I was one hundred percent confident we'd lose to Brighton. Whereas I was I was fairly confident going to the United game, especially at home. I thought we'd I thought we'd do them. Um, and uh, and you know so so it transpired. Uh, so with Brighton, definitely with Palace, I think it does depend on where they sit in the table. Um, and and whether it's at home or not. But yeah, I mean, United have got to have a huge summer, which I think they will. Uh, I think they'll spend unprecedented amounts of money. <laughs> Do you not think that my point with United? I'm not just trying to hate. Well, I'm a little bit, but <laughs> because I think it's such a miserable project, mostly United at the moment. Anyway, I think those players, first, first and foremost, the players aren't good enough. Yeah, they're not up to the standard. They're not up to a top four standard, I believe, uh, throughout the squad. Second of all, I don't. I feel like they don't think they've got really any big reason to play well for anymore. There's no real motivation driving them. They don't really want to play for, for Ralph. Ten Hag's coming a, in anyway. They could be fucked already. So yeah, the thing that's disgusting, it. though, the thing that's actually disgusting is, like, if United had tried just a bit, if their players had tried just a bit harder in a couple of games, they could still be really in the top four race. They're yeah, not They're not reason. miles They're not miles out. If they'd won, if like, and, and the players have, had pro, well, they were on the beach, like, weeks ago. Um, and there was just no reason to be because they were still, even though you know people were clowning on them and they were picking up bad performances, they were still definitely in the race. And they just they haven't tried, they haven't turned it up a level at all since then. It's if anything, they've got uh, worse. They got nine points. Manchester United got nine points off of our teams, six points off Spurs. Yeah, that's that's sickening. <laughs> it's criminal how we've lo- how we've we've dropped any points. This is one of the worst. I, I'll say it right now. They're not one of their their bottom five currently. I would rather play Manchester United at home or away than any like than most teams. Yeah. I'd rather play them than I think it'd be Norwich and Watford. I'd rather play them. I'd rather play Leicester. I'd rather play West Ham currently. Everton, I think West Ham are just probably. they're going for the Europa League. There's, aside from that, like Southampton, I'd rather play rather play Man United than Southampton. They've got a yeah. point to prove. They're playing for something. Like Man United, the players aren't playing for anything. There's no reason to try. You know, the, you know, the United squad is despicable. If I was a United fan, I'd, I'd pretty much hate every single one of them. Well, who um, and that's the thing. We're t- we are talking about the top four here, and it's it's a loose connection because I would say like genuine, well, at this stage, United actually just are not in the top four race. Um, is it uh mathematic? Are they, are they even mathematically in the top four race anymore? No, they are six points behind Spurs. Uh, and we have a game in hand, so it's it's possible. It's but possible. it would have to be a, an unbelievable turn of events, yeah. Um, yeah. Actually, wait, wait, but hang on, we've got because we are we two points ahead of you. Yeah, so you're, they're eight points behind Arsenal in fourth. So it's mathematically still possible. Okay, but yeah, they'd have but to win every game, it, and you basically have to lose. Have to lose, lose every game, yeah. Um, which we've shown we can do um, when the when mm. the going gets tough. But anyway, yeah. Um, I, I want to pose a question to you. Um, who would and just on a on a first team basis, who would you take from United to put in your into in Spurs's uh, squad? Starting eleven or squad? S- starting eleven, I think. I take Luke Shaw. Really? 
RGS, but has got a problem there. But look, the, this is the thing, like, and I think Luke Shaw's a, a fine player. I don't think he's amazing. I don't think he's he's not like top four quality. I think he's top six quality. Um, and it just so happens that we don't have good players at left back. I'd probably take Dallo as well. No, I definitely think, take Dallo. I think Dallo's very bad, but he could be good in a sort of wing back kind of system. Also, I will say, I think three at the back of Maguire, one of the best players to ever grace the game. <laughs> yeah, I, no, I take Dallo. I think Dallo's better than Royale. I think I'm better than Royale personally. I think uh-huh. he's not the worst person. But if, 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 Do- if Doherty was fit, would you have Dallo over him? Doherty, yeah. Doherty at the moment would, 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 uh, he could chat to Della, I reckon. <laughs> absolutely insane thing to say. Um, I wouldn't take Maguire, not right now. Um, I believe Arsenal, I think, like, I don't know, Lindelof, like, whatever. Like, I'd rather, got... I don't really don't care that much. Varen? Yeah, forget, like, for a back three, yeah, yeah, I would take, obviously, I'd take Varen. Um, I'm starting to believe now. This is a very sad agenda, but I feel I need to air it now. I believe, I believe that Christian Romero is is top three defenders in the league currently. T- top three centre backs in the league currently. Yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Who are the other two? Van Dijk and Diaz. Nah, Thiago Silva is better than Diaz. Yeah, no, he probably is. And Diaz gets dropped here, there, and everywhere. Um, but. Um, I, I will I say think, I, I think Romero is, is real deal, real deal on on the cards here. I don't know. He's he's a bit too aggressive for my liking. I think in a back four again. I think it's slightly back 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 three mm. tax with him because be. I, he's so aggressive and he ch- runs out. He probably he would obviously would would adapt his style of play, but like you just can't do the stuff he does in a in a back four. I don't think he, he's a bit too rash. Uh, it's a problem I've got with Gabrielle as well. Like. I like I do like a bit of hot headedness in a centre back, but sometimes reserve, a bit more reserved. Um, but yeah, yeah, he's a he's a very good player. Um, obviously, he would would stroll into United's team right now. Um, mm. So, mm. but to answer your question more broadly, I think the only other player I'd have would be Pogba. Oh yeah, yeah. You, you, I so think that you forward pass. With, yeah, you could do with someone like that in midfield. No one else. Whatever Ronaldo. Would take Fred. Sancho's probably been United. Fred. Not better than Hoiberg, let alone Bentico. Um <laughs> Front three, Spurs wise, I'm basically untouchable. I think there's not many getting yeah, to that yeah. front three. I'd have Mares ahead of Kulusevski. I don't really know who else. Oh, Salah. Even though the, in, in, in terms of balance, that doesn't make sense. But in terms of objective, like right wing, who I'm having, I would have Salah. Um, Saka, potentially. Um, it's a conversation. No, I'll no be interested to see. I'll be interested to see how Kuliszewski and Saka plays out over like the next year because obviously Kuliszewski's had an explosive start to his time at. Um, but I, I do I find that January signings can be a bit like have a bit of a false start almost, and and I want to see how it plays yeah. out over the course of the season. But he's obviously a good player. Um, yeah, but uh, okay, well, well, yeah, I think who would I take from United's team? Uh, I would take right now. I wouldn't take a centre back to be fair. Um, yeah, that's there's no question about that. Actually, right now I wouldn't take centre back. I wouldn't take the Haya. Um, wouldn't take either of their full backs. If presuming that our proper ones are fit, uh, obviously I'll take whoever over over, <laughs> over Tavares. He is the worst. We'll get onto him in a minute. Um, but uh, would I take? No, wouldn't take any of the midfielders. In fact, I think I think right now I've got I've actually got some 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 takes at the moment. 
I think over the course over the course of the last like four games, I think Jacko has been the best player in the league. <laughs> <laughs> No, genuinely, he's been so good. Like he's he's even today he he had a few like wayward passes, but he was the only like res- respectable player we had pretty much, apart from Anketia and Tommy Asu, but he got injured again. Um, yeah, yeah uh, Jacka against against Chelsea, he was unbelievable. Against United, he was the best player on the, on the pitch. Um, yeah, he's really stepped up since Parsi's been out. So no, wouldn't take any United centre mid. Um, no way. Uh, and then attackers, I'd take, take Ronaldo. Ronaldo. I, t- I would, I Ronaldo would see some minutes, yeah. He'd see some minutes. Um, <laughs> wouldn't take any of the He's way any for that striker spot. Yeah. I, I don't know, and also, you know, you know, I'm not just a believer in, in just stats and everything, though. But I, I had a look at Jaden Sancho's stats for the season. Oh, dear. <laughs> no, this is the thing, like, I think he's, he's he's had a fine, he's had no, to be honest, to be honest, to be truthfully honest. He's had a poor season. Without context, he hasn't had a good season. No. Um, I don't think that's unfair for me to say. In the, in the United context, he's had a decent season because everyone else has been so poor. Yeah, yeah. And but also, like, I, to, I, I don't know how Rashford a player like him... Oh, Rashford. Oh! But I don't know. Like, United really are just a team of individuals. There's no cohesion. There's no patterns of play or anything like that. And Sancho, obviously, is like, that is his whole game. So I think if Aaron, Eric Ten Hag can come in uh, and do a good job, then Sancho could be a different player. But I think, I think to be honest, obviously, a lot of United fans are very excited by ETH coming in. And I would be as well. And he probably will do well. But I think it's a bit less sure than they're making out. I think he's got a huge amount of work to do. And... He's coming from a, a farmer's league, so could really go yeah. either way. I think it'll be an improvement. No guarantees. Now. No, no guarantees whatsoever. I don't think. No, 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 not at um, all. And they, they have to. And but he would be a good. To, he would be a good coach. It'll be an improvement, but they, they have to. They have to actually gut like gut the whole squad. Um, I I don't think there's many players who deserve to stay. Like Fred, they can't get rid of Maguire. That's the thing. They can't get rid of Maguire because who's going to take him? Um, no. Varane, he has a can't string two consecutive appearances together. He's been a major flop so far. United, I United. I think. Um, I think this is the thing. With United. I, I, whilst I'm bored of talking about and hearing about United, there is just so much to discuss. They are yeah. so bad in so many different ways. It's, it's kind of unprecedented for a team this big to be this poorly organized in every yeah. capacity. But to conclude our top four race discussion. No, no, no. Not to conclude our top four. No, what you I think is happen. I think there's a lot more. I think there's a lot. I think we've actually skirted around our two teams a little bit too much. Um, uh, do you think top four has been a stink off this year, or do you think Arsenal and Spurs have both been okay? They're both. They're both. Yeah. I think in in moments Arsenal have been really good. Arsenal have been worthy of top four, and you'd say the same about Spurs as well. Yeah, yeah. I'd argue Spurs in less so. I'd argue Arsenal have had longer durations in which that's been applicable. Yeah, but we short. Have- of time where shorter literal slots of time where Spurs in yeah, bursts have been I agree I agree Ar- Arsenal had like a run of like 10 odd games before Christmas where we like won all but one game I think and then after Christmas we put like a, a slightly shorter one of those together as well where we run one like like I don't know five I think we, we won five straight which um only only Liverpool and City have done I think other than that I'm not sure but um yeah, so yeah, we've had these long spells and we've, we've for the most part, we've actually played well. Um, but it's just, yeah, we had that little, if we'd, oh, bro, if we'd won those three games that we should have won, 
we'd it'll be a completely different conversation right now. We'd be in in the seventy near enough seventy points, which is pretty much pretty much a top four guarantee. Um, Love Chelsea. Yeah, um, it's been it's been a little bit of both. Um, I think especially recently, it has seemed like neither team has particularly wanted it. <laughs> like really taking it in turns to go on really stinky spells. Um, mm. I, th- I think on balance, Arsenal do probably quote unquote deserve it more, but I don't, whatever way it goes, I don't think it could, you could argue that whatever team that gets it doesn't really deserve it compared to the other. Yeah. I feel like my argument would be on terms of, if you just in, in isolation, just say in a vacuum or whatever the phrase would be, performance in the Premier League, Arsenal probably edge it. However, if you consider context and circumstance that we've changed our manager, we had that despicable competition that we had to be in for so long and all the BS resulting from that. Spurs have encountered a lot of BS, not not entirely of their own doing this season, in my opinion, Um, mostly in their own doing. Uh, And so to even be in this conversation at this point, when I think about some of the results that we've had this season, um, I'd, I'd pretty comfortably say Arsenal, Arsenal would probably deserve it more. But we we all know, us, us more than any, that it's not about who deserves it. Chelsea <laughs> have been so successful for so long on this premise alone. It's not about who deserves it. No, it's about who gets it at the end. Um, exactly. And um, yeah, so there's, a, there's still a couple of points. I mean, we, we, yeah, we have plenty of time to talk about rele- the relegation fight, which is in and of itself very interesting. But I do, because our teams are so you know, are the major players in the top four race. I do want to talk about it a bit more. Um, who, I want to ask it for you first. If Spurs don't make it, if Spurs don't end up fifth and don't get, um, don't get a Champions League, who or what is to blame? Actually, you've sort of said what is to blame, but who is to blame? Hmm. Um, the thing is, I would, my instinct would be to say Nuno, <laughs> but it isn't like it isn't really his fault when I really think about it because ultimately he would take that job and in that short amount of time given his limited ability as a manager I don't think he has the sway to convince a dressing room like that to perform to that level I don't for someone like him in his circumstances it's basically an impossible job um, so I sympathize with him quite a lot actually and he just shouldn't he shouldn't have been there in the first place. No, no. Um, which then points to Daniel Levy. But then yeah. Daniel Levy did get in probably the best manager we possibly could have to replace him. So it's kind of it's one of those ones where had Daniel Levy sorted himself out this time last year and got Conte in for the start of this season, we wouldn't be in this position. I think but, we'd be but, and that is a that is a bizarre situation that the manager you like uh, were you know had lined up to get didn't come and then a few months later did it really strange i don't really understand that but it points to to me it points to conte first of all conte holding out for a better offer and also um daniel levy being less desperate and being not offering as much on the table whereas when he offered in what would have been november yeah or whatever it was he was just like please i'll give you anything who do you think has done a better job this season out of arteta and conte Hmm. Conte, I think. And, and here's why. If considering Arteta's had two prior seasons to this one. Yeah. Build up and, and, and total autonomy with regards to squad building and everything. And 
my major criticism of Arsenal right now is that circumstances couldn't be better for Arsenal to succeed. Injuries aside, obviously, that's the only caveat to that argument, I believe. Uh, even even that um, was uh, basically a planned decision. Yeah, and injuries, injuries. You have to say, like every every single team in the world is subject to injuries, so that that can't even be an excuse in and of itself. Um, so I, I and I've always said from the start, if Arsenal didn't weren't in this position, that would be a a dire failure on behalf of Arteta, and I think Arsenal fans would be calling for his head. If if they if you were like sixth now, if you were like where West Ham were, that's a mess. That's a massive. Failure. Yeah, yeah. That's the thing. This is where we should. This is where we should be. Um, and obviously, if I get if we get top four, I'll be thrilled. And if if we come fifth, uh, like I'll be really really disappointed. But obviously, it's no cause to sack sack him. Um, but yeah, I think for the most part, Arteta's done really well. Conte came into a difficult ish situation. Where, in fact, where in the table were you when Conte came in? I'm not so sure. We weren't in the bottom half. Um, but we were like eighth or eighth or ninth, and we just lost to Manchester United three 0 at home to a really quite bad Manchester United as well. Yeah. Um, and it because I remember being at the game. It was actually on my birthday as well. <laughs> um, and um, it being so bad that that sometimes as a fan when you're in the ground, you can kind of tell when the tide oh, when the, the tides the change. Lucas the Lucas substitution. Yeah. Yeah, and that is, it feels ages ago that like Lucas doesn't even get a game for us. He started today, no. but he doesn't get a game for us these days. But we were like, we were so incensed by the idea of him being taken off at 60 minutes that, um, and that just sums it up. But uh, you, you imagine from that situation there, very toxic, everyone was playing like crap. We barely got a shot on target, and we can talk about that if you want about shots on target. But yeah, to, to transform that situation to what we're in now, we are objectively a better team in almost every capacity. Um, it's it's a bit more variable. The BS is still there. He's not a miracle worker, and he definitely has his flaws, as I've mentioned before. Uh, he's not a perfect manager by any means, but he's a damn sight better than Nuno. And I think he's done he's done a good a good a seven out of ten job. I think at Spurs this season, which is you know it's fine. I think Arteta's done around the same. Yeah, I'd agree. I'd agree. Um, no major. I mean, the only criticism I could really have of Arteta this season. Because honestly, those three games we lost back to back to back um, was so really disappointing and like terrible. But we genuinely were quite unlucky in a couple of them. Like we had more shots in every game. Um, we had a cut. Yeah, you know, it was one of those couple calls didn't go our way. Um, I think it was just three consecutive bad bad performances, but one you'd still expect to win, and they just those fine margins just went not our way. Um, but yeah, the criticism I have of Arteta is you're right. Like circumstances have been perfect, and when they have been perfect, we've done well. But when any bump in the road has happened, pretty much whatsoever, there's not that ability to adapt to it. Um, which would also, for me, be a criticism of Conte as well. Um, mm. In terms of when it isn't working, he doesn't seem to know how to improve it. Uh, no. In those in those two games in a row where you didn't have a shot. Um, you know, it's it's probably. I remember he made a it's substitution. It's only his fault. It's only made, his fault. Like you, you can't off, blame the he players. Took off, he took off um, Emerson Royale and brought on Davinson Sanchez or something. It's like what? I mean, huh? I take off Emerson Royale for anyone, but like yeah. three <laughs> centre back gets but like it's when I see stuff like that, the no shots on target in in two hundred twenty minutes, I believe that can only be the manager's fault. I'm yeah. sorry, the players. Yeah. Like I, you know, I always mention about myself whatever if i was on the pitch i could have a shot on target if i wanted to 
um, that that's just how it goes. It, it points to a system rather than the yeah. players themselves. So it is what it is. He makes mistakes. Um, he's definitely the best manager that we could have right now. He's better yeah, than Pochettino yeah. for us, 100%. Um, but what I want to ask you to conclude our top four discussion, I'll give you your, I'll give you, no, I'll give you Spurs's for next fixtures to the end of the season. I want you to call everyone okay. and then I'll do Arsenal's ones. Okay. 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 So, Liverpool away. Um, uh, score lines or results? Both. Okay. Okay. I'll say a 3 1 Liverpool win. Arsenal at home. One one draw. Yeah, a misery draw. Yeah, yep. but that would at that stage, if if it played out like that, and providing Arsenal won their other game, that would basically take us out of the race, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Burnley at home. I think this is so contingent on what happens in the Arsenal game. I think if you lose the Arsenal game or if you draw the Arsenal game, I think you'll lose to Burnley. Um. Mm. Really depends. Logically, logically, you win that game, obviously. But Ben Mee's tricky clarets, you know, Premier League status on the line, Spurs, fragile mentality. I can see, I can see like a 1 0 mm. Burnley win. I really can. But I'm going to say, I'm going to bounce that out and I'm going to say a draw. I'm going to say 1 1. The only thing I'd say is we're playing that at 12 o'clock, by the huh? way, on a Sunday. Disgraceful. Huh? Um, I don't in reason? my lifetime. I don't think we've ever lost to Burnley at home. We always. Oh, is it, oh, is it, is it at home? Is it at home? Yeah, yeah. you always. So oh, we're not. We're not tough. Okay, okay. Uh, in that case, it's gonna be. A, I think it could be a battering. Uh, okay. I'm actually gonna crazily revise my prediction and say like four nil Spurs. Okay, and the last game of the season is Norwich away. As much as the narrative would be hilarious, you you just you snap them three nil. That, te- that game terrifies me. I'm not gonna lie. That, actually <laughs> that, game. that gives me the shadows of that Newcastle game when they were already down and they beat us five. <laughs> <laughs> and it's Rashika. Okay. <laughs> Arsenal. Let's talk. Leeds at home. Two new Arsenal. I think that's that's one of the easier games you'll get in the league. Uh, yeah, Leeds are the- shits. They will always be shits. And, it's one of the best um, ones we the have reason- at the moment. Yeah, no, that's brilliant. That's an absolutely brilliant, brilliant game to have. Leicester, I think I'd argue Leicester at home is one of the best games you could have yeah, at the moment. Yeah. Um, Leicester are so bad, and uh, they don't care about the Premier League. And then there's nothing to play for. We saw it today; they played a second string, Was second that- string, and and they still played that ridiculous like Brendan Rodgers high line nonsense, which is exactly what Spurs want. Of course. Um, so I will say 2 0 comfortable Leeds victory. I'm not holding out any any hope for that, even though Leeds need to win to stay up. Um, there's no chance in my books. Spurs Arsenal. I th- I feel like we're gonna win that. I, I really feel like that 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 will be a positive result for Spurs. Um I just think with all the factors at play, providing let's say let's say it's still because very realistically we'd lose to Liverpool and then Arsenal would beat Leeds. We'd be six points behind with a better goal difference. We, I think, the pressure's so off there. It, it, it's off in a, such a such a way that I feel like we will just win that because yeah. if, it, if we were three points behind, I think we'd be like, Ooh. when the pressure's bottling, off, bottling, 
instinct both, to come in. If, if the pressure's off, both Arsenal and Spurs have shown time and time again that they will be better. Like this mm. whole this whole race, whoever's been in pole position has done worse. Like mm. it's so, been back and forth, back and forth. Um, so I think you, you could be right. And also like the current state, both the two squads are in, Spurs are in a much stronger place as well. Mm. I'm going to go for a 2-0 on that one. I think, I think we will beat Arsenal um, on that day. However, I Next. could see if if Ben White is back fit, I could see back five terrible from Arteta. I really I could see him playing for a draw and I could see us getting it because Arteta playing somehow, if Arteta plays for a draw, he is the best manager in the world. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand it. Like he he gets Rob Holding in there, he gets uh you know mm. and, I just yeah. think that it's that is that's the kind of fixture where it isn't subject to tactics like that. Tactics like that just don't work. And if you're trying to if you're trying to close the game out, you can't do that in an off London derby. There has to be goals. You have to go for it to win. I know it's very extraordinarily cliche. Yeah, you're right. But I don't know any manager in recent memory on either side that has gone into the game going for the going for the nil nil and that has come out successful or has even tried that to start with. Like Emery might have tried that. Definitely hasn't worked. No. Um, so I, I'm going to call a Spurs victory on that one. And, and I we've think got an Arsenal, an, Arsenal, an Arsenal win would spell the end for Spurs' top four hopes, I yeah, think. 100%. 100%. Assuming that we lose to Liverpool, which we, which we very likely will, um, that will spell the end. This one's interesting. Newcastle away on Monday Night Football. I can, I can see a defeat here. I really can. Yeah. Newcastle oh, just... Monday Night Football, is it? Monday Night Football. No Sunday, no Saturday, Monday. And that, that to me really screams a good Newcastle result. What I'm actually going to predict is a 1-1. I think that I think Arsenal, that's the that's the game Arsenal drop points is Newcastle. Newcastle I, I know this is a new look, a new look Eddie Howe's side or whatever, but historically Newcastle have always rolled over for us. Mm, they have, they have, but th- there's just something I feel like Newcastle they don't have anything to play for, but that almost incentivized that they look to be playing with a lot of freedom at the moment. Like they played Liverpool uh, on Saturday and they, they looked good. They just looked good. Um, and I think Arsenal with everything on the line and Lucas with nothing on the line, I can really see it. And the fact that that's St. James's as well, that could be a sticky one. That's yeah. the stickiest one for Arsenal so far, aside from Spurs, in my opinion. So I'm going for 1 1 there. Then. On the last day of the season, I, I know, believe. Yeah. <laughs> Everton at home. Ooh. <laughs> I think I think I think that, we relegate I, Everton. I can't call that any way other than I need to know. I need I need to know that's Sunday, twenty second of May. I'd know on the Saturday, twenty first of May, what how that game goes. Yeah. I can't call that. If, yeah. if if Everton need to win. Because it, it's like it's like a movable object versus uh, unstoppable force. <laughs> Arsenal need to win to get top four, and if they win, they get top four. And Everton, if they win, they they stay up. I don't. The game just it doesn't have nothing happens basically. The game just <laughs> continues indefinitely. I just don't understand what happens in that in that particular situation. So I had to call it. Everton are really bad. Let, yeah. let not let these mis- you know these recent results convince you otherwise. They beat. They beat Chelsea. They beat Man United. Arsenal beat Chelsea. Man United doesn't doesn't mean it really. That's mm. not an indictment of a good team right now. I really don't think so. Chelsea are in a bad way. They've basically got nothing to play for at the moment apart from the FA Cup. 
Uh, Man United, are, as, we've, as we spoke about, are, are a desperate, desperate side. Lampard's not a good manager. And I think Arsenal will comfortably beat Everton. Very, yeah, very comfortably. I think it'll be 4-0, 5-0. Which would be good. And otherwise, otherwise, I could see... Oh, I can imagine the, the Everton players... You know, sinking to their knees in in celebration, uh, staying up, which uh, I don't want. Um, yeah, I think it needs to be said as well that I think results for us results have obviously really gone our way over the last three games. But we've, apart from the Chelsea game, we have not played well, like not at all. We were we were very poor today, very poor. West Ham were just worse, and then we the United game was a bizarre one where both both teams were bad and we were just less bad. So yeah, um. I actually, I'm in the North London derby is going to be the most stressful game I've, I think I've ever participated in as a fan. Um, yeah. Um, and I'd love for that. To, I mean, I'd love for it to be the case where we've beaten Leeds and you've lost Liverpool before them, because that gives us the breathing room where we can then still, you know, still get you can it. Afford to I, lose that game. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. It's, it, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about the Spursy tag, but there's always the chance that you also f- fuck up against easy enough to play for opposition mm. at the end. Well, let me remind myself. I think Burnley at home, I think we beat Burnley at home. It's it's the away fixtures, which are the scary ones to me. And the, we've only got to play Norwich and Liverpool way. And Liverpool way is, is basically a free hit. But it, I mean, it's not in any there's way. There's no free hit at the moment. <laughs> but in terms of ex- expectations, it's a free hit. Which um which may might play to our benefit. You don't know. We haven't we haven't lost it yet. We could if we win against Liverpool, say say that happens, that that throws a spanner in the works. Big it time. really does. And then there's another decides... derby, like the biggest game of all time, basically. Yeah. It would also potentially end the title race as well. So that is there's a lot of jeopardy in that game. I can't wait to watch mm. it personally. Um it will be you never walk alone one million percent for that game. <laughs> um I might even get no, a little we'll shirt just to wear it. Yeah, I think you'll lose. Um, but if I'm, I want to say, I know we keep saying we're going to wrap this this part up, but I've got one more question, which is, if your team doesn't get uh, top four, where do you think that leads you over the summer, and especially in terms Bad. of you know players and Conte? Bad. I think it leaves Spurs in a worse position than it leaves Arsenal, because Arsenal just aren't going to sack Arteta, and it's just kind of like, oh well, we kind of failed this season, but I guess we'll just try again. Um, a more ambitious board with Arsenal would be a bit more fucked or Arteta would be a bit more fucked but it kind of doesn't really matter as much to Arsenal I think if we don't get top four I think Conte just does leave um, which you know I think there's benefits to him leaving as well truth be told I don't, I don't like a manager in charge of just who just is, I don't believe the recent rumours that he was suggesting that he's going to leave I, I think that came from elsewhere I don't like having a manager that is that this constant discussion is being floated around whether he stays or not. I don't, it saps your energy to the point where, like, I almost don't care if you do leave at this point. Um, and it makes you care less about the team in general as well. Yeah. Um, I think it leaves Spurs in a worse position though. Um, because then you got our, our big players will start looking elsewhere. Kane, I, Kane, I think his time's kind of gone to be fair. Um, but Son, who knows? Going, I don't yeah. know what happens with Son. Like Son, there's been no, there's never any rumors. No, he's never linked elsewhere. Him. Maybe he's just really happy. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what his what his deal is because I mean, he's he could, good he enough could to go anywhere. Yeah, he could show some ambition to go to like. I mean, if if let's say 
Mbappe leaves PSG, why I don't see why Son couldn't end up there or something like that. It's just he seems he never seems to push for a move or anything. And I, I don't think he will this summer either. But um, yeah, you're right. If like because because obviously when Conte comes in and famously, I'm not sure if he's been there long enough for this to be the case. But famously, when Conte leaves a club, he leaves a bit of terrible state. Um, mm. the players he's brought in for his system that then don't work in any other system. Um, and if a new manager comes in that wants to play a back four and, you know, could be, could be a, a sticky one. Um, and yeah, I mean, other than Kane and Son, I've got to say, I, I really don't think Spurs are very impressive. Uh, I think if you take, if you take those two mm. players out and, and put, and put two players in that match the quality of the rest of the team, I think that is a mid table side. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure because he got Kulusevski there. Yeah, he's good. He's good. That's true. Um, I think Christian Romero has the potential, not right now, has the potential to be a world class player in the near future. Minus Um, all of them, minus those guys, though. No one's no one's really moving me. No, I mean, if if, if, if we were Dyer has a solid season, yeah. If we were doing a combined 11, which we could do, um. I think I think uh let's let's do it ahead of the North London Derby. I think we could we okay, okay, yeah, yeah. absolutely. But it'll be an interesting discussion nonetheless, hundred percent. Indeed. And as well, I think Arsenal this summer, obviously our test stays no matter what. Um and I think we spend big either way. Uh it's just which I, I think we can obviously attract a certain caliber of player with Champions League that we couldn't otherwise attract. For instance, today we've been linked with, uh, I don't know how you pronounce, is it like Chouameni? Yeah. Um, we've been linked with him. I think that's utter nonsense. But like, if, if we get CL, there's no reason logically why we can't target those kind of players. Um, whereas in the Europa yeah. League, it's like, are the, you know, Ozim Hems, are the, you know, are these are these type of players going to be attracted to Arsenal? I, not as much. It's going to be a more difficult situation. Mm. It's one of those ones as well where that applies, I think, less so to Spurs because if provided Conte still stays, I think that's enough of a factor to negate the Europa League tax. Yeah. Um, and I still think we're... And to be honest, I'm starting to disbelieve the idea of like Champions League football attracting better talent. To a degree, I really don't. It's just, for me that is a, a, very much a side point to the fact that I just want to be in the Champions League yeah. playing in those games. I, I really don't think these days that's as big a factor as people believe it to be. It's more about the money, really. Obviously, what what sort of package you can offer. Um, mm. And uh, yeah, I don't think either Arsenal or Spurs are at the forefront when it comes to that. Um, I think we probably spend more on wages than you do, but we've we've massively moved away from that recently, which I'm I'm glad for. But um, yeah, I mean, all the, the, to, all yeah, to play David f- Louise days are gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and I'm glad glad for it every day. But uh, yeah, all to play for in the last few weeks of the season. It's going to be exciting and and vomit inducing no matter what happens. Yeah, I'm going. To, I'm actually going to the the Spurs Arsenal game, which I think is better because. When you go to the games, it to me, it, I feel way less nervous being in the company of everyone else that's feeling nervous. Yeah. Whereas I'm watching on TV, that's the most nerve-wracking experience. You oh shit! It's a mid, it's a midweek game. It's a Thursday night. It's gonna be fucking, fucking mental. Hell, I'm gonna have to make sure I'm out of work early. That oh, I have to get, I have to get, I have to get. Honestly, I might have to get Dixon on the blower and see what we can sort out here. Because Jesus, oh then fucking hell. New yeah, Newcastle's a Monday game. We don't have another Saturday fixture left in the calendar. That's crazy. No. 
Oh well. I don't care that much. <laughs> Last but not least, what I personally find not the most interesting, but the most enjoyable yeah. is the relegation square. Let me give you let me give you the table as it stands. We can go from there, okay? So Norwich, Watford, I will not be discussing these guys. These guys are confirmed relegated. Yeah. They are. So Watford, who are in 19th, are 10 points off the next place team. That you are done. Yeah, yeah. You're you are fucking done. Goodbye. Um Watford and Norwich, we I think we'll listen back to our predictions episode at the start of the season, but I'm, I'm pretty I'm sure, sure they are. we exactly. said them. We said they yeah. did. The next three teams. They're the ones in the mix. Hmm. These these are the ones in the primary mix. Although you could suggest that there's some teams above them that could be, as you say, sucked in if mm. they don't if results don't go their way. So Everton are 18th with 32 points, 33 games played. Leeds are on 34 points, so two points above Everton with an extra game played. Burnley. Burnley are on 34 points with 34 games played. So Leeds and Burnley have the exact same amount of games played and points, but Burnley have a far superior goal difference. What I didn't realise was, I didn't think Leeds were in such a bad situation that they're actually in. No, I thought they would won like three games under Jesse March. I was like, okay, they're, they're fine. It's all good. They're, they're, they're definitely a dark right. horse for this, for re- this relegation. Yeah, because there, there's no real reason why they aren't, they're in a better spot than Burnley. They're, they're not. Um, no. literally not. It's just, it's just. I think people associate Leeds with slightly more quality. Um, I don't know. I would. A part of me would really like to see Leeds get relegated. <laughs> I don't like. I, I think there's a lot I like about. I like. This is. It's the exact opposite of Manchester City in a lot of ways for me. I like the idea of Leeds. I like how well supported Leeds are. And I like, you know, you see when you go to, when, when I've not been, I've not been to Ellen Road, but on the TV, you see it's so well supported. There's so many fans standing up and, you know, a lot of working class people there going, I love, that's what, that's what it should yeah. be about. It's just those people, those specific people <laughs> I don't like. They're bastards, you know, yeah, they're horrible. The game yesterday, like tissue paper, whatever it was, raining down on Jack Grealish, <laughs> all the chance about. Players letting the country down, specifically yeah, Greenwood they're, they're, and Saffron and all this. Yeah, I mean it's fair for one of them, <laughs> but um, <laughs> you can't let you let a lot, yeah. a lot of people down. <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, you're right, and it's like they're, they're the only fan base who seem to have not let that go. They still chant about that, and mm. um, yeah, I don't know. They just they leave a bit of a sour taste in the mouth, um, and they think they think they're so massive as well, um, so. Seeing a humbling, whereas I think the collective, the collective feeling at Everton is they deserve to go down, and they've <laughs> they've deserved it for a while. Um, so yeah, I actually Everton's think... a tricky, a really tricky one actually. Thinking about it, because you could apply the same principles that I, I've said about Leeds um, in the positive sense that they're a very well supported club. Um, the the people that you see at Goodison, especially when when the chips. The chips are down and, you know, the survival's on the line. The Chelsea game today, the support, that is exactly that's like exemplary yeah. standard for us. Although, I will say it's only now the chips are down that they are rallying behind the team. I think Everton are normally associated with really and truly not being behind oh, wow. the team. 
Buddhism yeah. park. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, and I just I like the idea of Everton. I like I like Everton. I do, but I like the idea also of them going down. Yeah, to shake things up. And also, we have to talk about it. Frank Lampard. I. I, I I just want to see him. I want to see him yeah. fail every time. I, I absolutely hate him. I do. And he has, I, to my knowledge, he has failed. He's been yeah. Leeds. He's been United. He's been Chelsea. He's Leeds. The, no, he's done a, even if they, know, even if, even if they do stay, even if they do stay up, he has done a terrible job. Like he, he got back way more in the Jan- January window than either Burnley or Leeds did. Um, mm. way, way more. He got. He, you know, he came in, bought two high-profile players in. And they barely fe- they've barely featured. They've he's barely played them. Um, and they've he's played tried to play like this attacking style of football when what they need need have needed to do is is secure themselves at the back the whole time. Wo- woeful manager. <laughs> <laughs> so that to any Everton fans listening, my the majority of my hatred not hatred but. W- Desire to see Everton relegated comes from mm. Frank Lampard being the manager. Oh, picture, picturing but, his face at the full time wrestle where they're relegated would be an absolute please. picture. Yeah, please, heritage. <laughs> However, a, a part of me, and I, I have to come clean, a part of me does want to see them relegate anyway because it, it, they're an example of how not to run a football club. Um, and we're not too dissimilar, Spurs and, and Everton, and that's an example. Of if you don't, if you don't manage it right, that's what ha- that's what happens. So, let me run you through Everton's games first and foremost because they're in 18th. They are, as it stands, in the worst position uh, objectively with points on the board. So let me just see who they've got, and I want you to call it, Pet. Okay. So their next game is as follows: Leicester away. It's a great game to have. That I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, I ah, so this would happen after Leicester's fate in the Europa League is confirmed, mm. one way or the other. If, if Leicester are out on Thursday, which is very possible, because they're going to the Stadio Olimpico with a one-one, it's not yeah. uh, you know not guaranteed. They could be out by then. Um, either way, I, I think if they're out by then, Leicester definitely be Everton. Um, I actually, but I'm leading my, my gut feeling is telling me a draw. I think that's a very poor Very, I very, I really poor. believe Everton lose that game. I think Everton at home against a big team is the only shot they have at winning, yeah. Um, because, because, of, because it's just the way football goes sometimes, you can see it, you see it from a mile off today. I really, I, you know, I bet on Everton to win, they won. You know, oh yeah, I, I thought yes. I thought they were going to win as well. <laughs> like it, it's one of those ones when Chelsea have a poor record at Goodison Park anyway, and you look you look at, at how the game went today. It's it's so unlike Chelsea to just do to play like that, but they just Your do, nonsense. yeah, because they hate narratives. They hate they hate fun. <laughs> they hate you know fuck. I just ah. Don't get me started, on Chelsea. <laughs> I reckon Leicester versus Everton. What would you say? Score one one. I'm going to say one one. I'm going to go for a Leicester 2-0. I think that's a bounce-back game for Leicester, and they are miles better than Everton. Definitely. And Brendan Rodgers, as much as I don't really rate him, he's a better manager than Lampard. Yeah. Now, Watford away would be their next game. Lose. I think... You think it's a lose? I think think it's a win. Do you? Or a loss, as more commonly known. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
it's that's late on a Wednesday, which I does I do think that plays into into things a little bit. Yeah, and what Watford will have nothing to nothing to play for. True, true. But the thing is, if Watford win there against Palace away the week prior, they win that game. And Ever- assuming Everton don't win their game, they're one point off Everton. Yeah, so Watford aren't officially down. I'd no. say Norwich are basically are. No, no, Norwich literally are. They they got their relegation got confirmed yesterday. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, they're out. Okay. They've got the little red red colouring on uh, on the table now. <laughs> How embarrassing! Yeah. <laughs> so, Watford versus Everton. It depends, but I'm going to see Everton win there. I really am. I think, I, I think they'll win there. I'm seeing Lampard failing to g up the team enough. They think they're good enough to just win the game, and then Dennis carves through them. Uh, calamitous goalkeeping errors. Um, nothing happening in attack. I just, I just don't. I, I don't know. I think, um, and I feel like yeah. If it was early this season where Watford beat Everton five one or something, destroyed them. Yeah, utterly destroyed them. Buderson, four one, right? Buderson. Yeah. <laughs> okay, next game. Brentford at home. I think they Brent, lose. Brentford win every day of the week. I think. Brentford are a much better team. They're a much better coach. And the Buddhism Park, they won't be able to get up for that game as much no, as Chelsea and United. Absolutely. So in Brentford, they, they're chilling. They got the 40 points. They are loving life. I, I they've got too much quality. I think they lose. So we've got we've got them on, would you say one win? Would you say they beat Watford? Or are you gonna go for a draw there? Because currently you've got them on no wins. <laughs> no, I, I'm saying I'm saying so far they've got one point. <laughs> Okay, and then going to the last game, they got Palace at home. I reckon they win. I really, I think they win that game. Palace are a better team, but they win that game. I'm just, I'm just not envisioning the win. Maybe I'll say I another draw. Palace, I'll say another draw. Palace are really good at home. One thing I've noticed, they're very good at home. They're not good away. Um, away to Spurs. We beat them all ends up like it was, it was no contest when we played them at Selhurst 3 0 defeat. So, yeah. <laughs> so it is what it is. I think they beat Palace. I think I'm a little bit more, I'm a little bit more optimistic for Everton's future than you are. <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think they're getting relegated. I really do. <laughs> because last game of the season, of course, Arsenal away, and you, I'm going to call it a, a loss on that one as well. Yeah, Arsenal win, Arsenal win. Okay. So Everton, by your by your judgment, they're down. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's um, go through the other. Let's go through Leeds and Burnley, and then we can make a final. Decision. Right. Let's quickly fire through these Leeds fixtures. Leeds are in the next possible position, seventeenth, on the precipice. They have Arsenal. One second, please. Barclays app is taking a long time. Um, so their next game is obviously Arsenal away. Also, oh, uh, Emirates, yeah, Emirates, yeah. That's, I think we've confirmed. Yes, passing them. Yeah. Although interestingly, if it was at Ellen Road, we smacked them. We I smacked them about. We beat them four four one. <laughs> Wasn't that the game where they had like five like senior players available? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. A mockery of the league. Then they host Chelsea. Um, loss. 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 So that's two losses. Then they host Brighton. 
Loss. Loss. <laughs> then they play Brentford away. Loss. Loss. <laughs> That's the last game of the season. No, wait. Leeds are in trouble. Leeds are in big trouble. <laughs> Ted Lasso can't That's save them. That's four quite difficult games. That's four difficult games. Yeah. Um, yeah. Spurs had those... The last two games of the season were Spurs' last two games, and we, we picked up one point, and we are infinitely better than Leeds. On, so. on the fancy football like fixture calculator, those would all be oranges and reds. Like... Mm. like mm. Yeah. That's tricky. Leeds are looking a bit. Da- it's looking really dangerous for Leeds, actually. Let's finally go through Burnley. Burnley have Villa at home. Win, win, win. Hundred percent a win. Um, they then have. Hang on. How many games do they have left? Spurs away. Win. Oh, that's a loss, personally. <laughs> win, win. <laughs> Ben me backs against the wall clarets. Are you joking? They're winning that game every day of the week. Confirmed loss. Uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll aggregate a draw. Then they got Villa away. So they've got Villa. How the fuck did that happen? <laughs> I think just random, random delays. So I yeah. reckon they lose Villa away. I think they beat Villa at home. Yeah, I think that's fair. I'll, I'll say draw. Last game of the season, Newcastle at home. I reckon they beat Newcastle. Nothing to play for. Yeah, and I don't know. Of all the team, also of all the teams I see making like a heroic last day escape, it is Burnley. Um, I just I don't they've see... done... the heroics have already been done. To be fair, yeah, for me. they've so heroic recently. I've I've already gotten on side. I'm gonna say it's annoying because I like a non Dyche Burnley. I was like, I, I don't wish, care I, what. I, happens I wish I wish Dyche was alive to see this. But now I'm like. Come on, Burnley! Yeah. <laughs> I like this. I like this a lot. And there you being know, a, play, a player manager is just such good vibes. It's vintage, vintage Barclays. Okay, so now to conclude the relegation scrap, what do you think will happen? Who do you think is going down, and who do you want to go down? Based on those fixtures, Leeds are going down. Like that is that's a terrible so. run of games. That's so difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Everton, if Everton had lost today, I would have said them for sure, I think. Um, yeah. But there's just no reason for them to be this bad. Like I, I don't really understand <laughs> it. Um, <laughs> I, I, so I, what I can just see happening is this season being like a stern slap in the face to them and then they just go back to mm. mid, mid-table. Um, Mediocrity, yeah. Insignificance, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So I, I think I think Everton probably do scrape staying up. Um, yeah, I think yeah, Leeds are done. I think Burnley end up finishing. What I think they probably get Europa, <laughs> Champions League, <laughs> Burnley in fourth. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I basically agree with you. I do think Everton will go down. Really, um, least points on the board. Worst manager, and obviously Burnley don't actually have a manager, but I don't think that's, <laughs> that's better. Um, I just think in very isolated circumstances, Everton can pick up a good result, but in basically all other ones, they won't. When all the cameras are on them against a big team that they historically do well against, i.e. literally Manchester United and Chelsea at home, they yep. do well against them historically. Pick falling on the ball and... Anyone yeah. else in any other circumstance, they are... 
they're going to lose the game. Hence why they're in the position they're in. Some some of the like they, they started the season relatively strongly. Like they they started the season they were in like sixth or fifth or something. And since then they've picked up a where... paltry amount of points, like like nineteen or something. It's it's That's genuinely Norwich. Yeah, awful. I don't know anyone has lost to Norwich. No. That's where, like, do you, name one other team that lost to Norwich. Can't think of one. Probably Watford at some point. I, I, maybe uh, even we didn't. I don't think. Like actually, I can't, all, all our games against Norwich fall into fade into memory. So okay, so let, let, let's, let's wrap this up then. So that's the Premier League right now. The state of affairs. I put it. I put it to you, the audience, and everyone else, that this is one of the best seasons, objectively speaking, in terms of competitiveness towards the very final stages. We've not seen a season like this in quite some time. Um, so I think it stands out in that way. And I think to w- at the very end of the season, maybe that will come to light a bit more. At this stage, it's not quite clear to see that that could be the case, but I think towards the end, if there's some big moments, that will it will come true. But obviously, there's one more thing we need to address. In fact, I want to bring another, another, another a regular feature in. I want to bring Praise Watch into this as a regular feature. because I think we've got to balance out the light and the dark, the good and yeah. the evil. So, okay. my my inductees of praise watch from my perspective, yeah, as speaking as the Arsenal correspondent here, is oh, there's there's a couple of a couple of mentions. It's 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 probably Xhaka, I think, at the moment. I you've got hmm. to say the United the United display capped up capped off by an absolute thunderbolt. That was so glorious. I think for me, it's got to be Karim Benzema for praise watch, hmm. um, lifting the league with Real and that performance I literally wanted to make Prince Watch a regular feature after watching that performance <laughs> on, uh, on Wednesday uh, I enjoyed that so much and I think he's playing at the highest level of anyone in the world right now yeah um, but Jaffa would be a funnier one definitely <laughs> definitely because he's he's most certainly in Stinkwatch as well isn't he unprecedented Stinkwatch and Praise Watch nominee as well Ben Mee Praise Watch would be interesting I don't know how much influence he's had though on the pitch as well. I, I can't really, yeah. I, I'm not sure what he's been doing. Should we, should we limit this series to the Barclays? Yeah, we've, we've not done, I don't think we've done Stinkwatch for anyone. Oh, no. We, we, have, we, have put, we have put Messi and Mr. Neymar Mr. on Mr. Messi, Mr. Neymar, yeah. <laughs> Let, let's say, let's um, say Praise Watch, Praise Watch begins in the Barclays. Okay. Okay. That's fine. I'm going to give it to in that case. Um, can we just give it to the institution of Burnley? I just yeah. think it's, it's been pretty pretty stellar Hot stuff warming. recently. Oh, actually, no. I've got to say, I don't know if you actually did. I can't remember if you watched the game, but Jordan Pickford, heroics today. Oh, oh, yeah. No, get him on there. Get yeah, on there. yeah. He's he's in. He's in. I, I think that, he's a little was a little shit. But... Territory. That one. That one. That one where he. Recently. Yeah, the one where he saved it on one side of the goal and then sprinted over and saved it on the other side of the goal. That was great. That is like dream goalkeeping right yeah, there. No, so, yeah, so Jordan Pickford. I'll take every day. Um, another suggestion, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to confirm Pickford, but I think Ward Prowse, since we last spoke, has been absolutely immense. Although but, I saw um, him today, this was, it wasn't from a reputable... The fees that were being discussed in relation to buying... Ward Prowse, and they were talking about like seventy million. I'm sorry, he's he's a player you'd be happy if you like. He's a great player, but if you're paying more than like twenty five million, it's like it's it's a very. I think that's a very live early twenty tens Liverpool signing. 
Um, I'd pay, yeah, it is. It is. I would pay up to 35 40 for him, I think. I'm not saying what I'm, we specifically for me, need. For me, I'm not touching. I think he's he's perfect for that mid, lower mid table environment where, because, okay, uh, tell me this, Ed. Outside of set pieces, what is he good at? What is he bringing to the team? He's not good finishing from uh, from uh, outside the box. I think he can, he can let fly a, a good shot. Um, and he's got to be more creative than the people we've got because, you know, they're not creative. So. Yeah. Um, I think he represents an improvement. I get what you're saying, though. And the thing is, Southampton won't sell him for the price that I'd buy him for. They'd sell him for minimum 70. I guarantee you that. that which which doesn't... Player. Yeah, because, and, and obviously it's one of those situations where they wouldn't accept less than that and no one would pay that. So it's just he's just yeah. not going to go anywhere. It's like a Kane, it's like a Kane situation. Yeah, right? exactly, exactly. Or no, even Rice. No way like, he's leaving. I, I'm not even sure Rice will leave West Ham this summer because I, I think a club would be so stupid to pay the amount of money that West Ham would want for him. Mm. If, if Rice if, is if, very good though, he is very in good. A very if, high demand position. If United, if United pay 100 million for him, do you think that transfer is going to work out? No, yeah, but more not so because of United, not because of Rice. Yeah, yeah, not a snowball's chance in hell. That is not happening. <laughs> okay, and Stinkwatch, of course. Yes, stink watch. Who? Oh, Aspliqueta got to be involved. You're right. That was disgusting. What I saw there. Yeah. Absolutely disgusting. What I saw he really, there. he really winds me up. Actually, Aspliqueta. He's, he's. I think he's so crap and so finished and such. Like I hate his face. And he seems like he's in, but he seems like a, such a little teacher's pet as well. Really don't like him. He's past his prime, I think. And I think today you mm. saw him on the bench. He got subbed off, and I think he, he realizes he's past his prime. He's done. That yeah. was terrible. Terrible. Is there anyone? Is there anyone else I really want in Stink Watch in the Barclays at the moment? Have you got any other names? We're do recently because I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Because we well, last time we did this, and obviously this episode we'll never see the light of day now because Ronaldo was on it. Uh, but I don't. We should do Stink. Uh, re, it should be a recency thing with Stink Watch. It shouldn't be a, a since we last spoke thing. Yeah, because there's too many factors to consider. I'd happily put Aspetiqueta on there though. No, no. Romelu Lukaku. Oh, yeah, he's, been, he's definitely been. And in he already. hasn't played a minute. And but that is that it. That situation doesn't get talked about enough. I really don't think it does. It's and it gets so talked about quite a lot. That's not enough. That's yeah. enough. Yeah, not, I, he I, gets. I, Ooh, I'm, I'm gonna get hot. I'm, my my he's, head's he's, getting hot. Yeah, his, his, sta- about him. his status as a top striker is is revoked. Like absolutely revoked. It's so. I think this is one of the most embarrassing seasons by a player of all time. Like genuinely, it's it's it's. Just, if I was a Chelsea, I'd hate his guts. If I was a Chelsea fan, and like this exact same thing happened at United, where he just. And it, I don't know. It, I don't know if it's an attitude thing or if it's, it's he just doesn't have the right tools for the Premier League. But he's fat. Like in a in a way where it's like like it's not I'm not not I'm not criticizing him like yeah I've got no problem with fat people at all but he is not in a condition to play football the way he is currently yeah um, (laughs) the transfer hasn't worked out for both parties I suppose but like I don't know who's going to take him because he he will obviously leave Chelsea this summer for probably half the fee who's had a better season Lacazette or uh, Lukaku. Hmm. I think the numbers associated with Lacazette's season are more embarrassing, but I think Lacazette has comfortably had a better season than Lukaku. 
Okay, who would you rather be in this situation right now? <laughs> dead, dead. Um, <laughs> you can't. <laughs> no, um, I think I'd rather be. I'd rather be Lacazette probably because he's been in this situation for most of his life. <laughs> he's obviously used to it. Fair enough. Okay. Are, 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 are you, so are you, are you saying? Are you make? saying? Are you saying Lukaku's in? Just think, watch. It's up to you. It's up to you. I think as Pinaqueta for this week, yes. Lukaku for, as I don't know, I previously said we shouldn't do it like this, but you lied. He has been so bad, so stinky. Yeah. Have we have we shied away from putting Rashford in Stinkwatch so far because we like him? I've thrown his name out there a couple of times. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. He, the problem is United. I, I kind of don't want to touch United anymore now because I think we, they we, are they're, just they're, so bad. More or less, their whole squad has been in Stinkwatch at this point. Yeah. <laughs> I, and I want to move away from that for a yeah. while. I think, yeah. I think let's go for Azpilicueta, actually. Okay. Okay. We'll move Let, away from any, our usual targets. Was anyone sent off? In the Premier League this week, no, nope. no, no red cards that I can speak of. No, as per Quetta for losing his team the game, earns uh, a worthy place in the Stink Watch. Oh, I, I could, I could suggest Tavares, but um, he's in his own category. I think he's not in Stink Watch. He's in like we'll wait, we'll wait for him. His time will come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but um, if there's, I think that's it. I think that's it. It's been a we've covered all bases. Yep. I think. Uh, there's no really any noteworthy point we've not made yet about the league so if you've enjoyed this episode do leave a like let us know if this is the best Premier League season of all time saying that feels crazy but trust me trust me we'll end the end of season you'll think <laughs> otherwise and yeah we'll see you in the next one cheers whenever that may be <laughs> exactly